as artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore, AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing. They're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us go to gigantic.is that's gigantic.is and save your seat for our january cohort your potential is gigantic and we're here to help you reach it go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today So today's episode is almost four years in the making and features a company that is actually quite near and dear to me. All right. Can you give me a hint? I'm trying to think what could be four years in the making. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here. Nine out of 10 startup companies fail. This is a story of one team determined to beat the odds. They are startup junkies. That sounds like a TV show. 
That's right. So that's 2008 Startup Junkies that follows Ron Wiener, the founder and CEO of Earth Class Mail. And you know, as a young entrepreneur myself at the time, it was a fascinating behind the scenes look at building a company that was like a step above the production value of like TechCrunch Cribs. Hey, this is Jason Kincaid from TechCrunch TV. We are here in the heart of San Francisco's Soma District, and we're in front of this large building. Inside are a number of startups, including Scrib, where we're going to have our first episode of TC Cribs. So follow me, we're going to go check out what's going on inside. After the cars stopped driving, we could have timed this better. I'm going to keep talking. All right, so. Right. This was on, uh, I don't even know what, I don't remember what network it was on, to be honest with you. I don't know either, but it aired in 2008, but I found it like a couple years later on Hulu. Um, and I remember binging the entire season multiple times. And Earth Class Mail itself was an interesting concept as it wasn't necessarily a pure software play, right? Yeah, not at all. It required this huge warehouse, very expensive production line equipment um, that would automatically open and scan mail uh, from around the world. Right. There a service where you can have your mail sent to their warehouse and they'll scan it and digitize it for you. And then they do things like auto-deposit checks, search your mail, shred it if you don't want it, right? And at the time, this felt like a very kind of dot-com bubble concept, similar to when we covered Webvan, right? Yeah, and if you're not familiar with Webvan, go back to season eight and, and check out the product failure story because we recap that pretty well. And today... We're not covering a failure, although they did have a massive rise, eventual fall, and then a complete rebuild. And I don't think the Earth Class Mail story has been told in its entirety like we're going to bring you today, as we have exclusive interviews we recorded with Ron Wiener himself, venture capitalist and eventual acquirer Jonathan Siegel, and his appointed CEO Doug Breaker. So today we bring you the product journey of Earth Class Mail. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka. And I'm Mike Belsito. So Document Command was founded in 2004, and its product, Remote Control Mail, started with the goal of taking over the post office of the world. In 2007, Document Command and Remote Control Mail rebranded the company and services as Earth Class Mail. This was the fifth company Ron had founded. He was the previous CEO of Azure Technology, Jetstream, Printbid, and Snap Names. You were self-funded. Um, I think you cashed out the 401k, sold the plane or something like that. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that must have been a lot of sleepless nights. I mean, could you, I mean, well, about I, that I, experience? Is that what people have to be willing sure. to do? Sure. I mean, you know, truth be told, I had a dot-com. I had a $50 million hit, but by the time my lockup came off and after AMT taxes, I was upside down $2 million. And I knew I couldn't get out of that by getting a real job, you right. know. Uh, so we sold the airplane. We liquidated 401ks and IRAs and all that. Got some credit cards. Refied the house several times. Uh, and uh, then went out and uh, tried to build something that was going to be very, very big that mm -hmm. would pay off the rest. And I don't care about carrying a few million dollars of debt uh, while I'm doing this because I'm very confident in the outcome at the end of the day. This isn't for everybody. Right. But that's just a difference of zeros. I mean, I, several previous startups, I've certainly carried a few hundred thousand dollars of credit card debt getting it off the ground. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, uh, so, so it you takes know, you a certain person to be able to do that. It takes a certain wife to allow you to be able okay. to do that who has right. faith in you, has been through the roller coaster ride, and uh, you know you're, you you got to show the investors that you got real skin in the game. When I see guys coming out of an oracle or something and they're pitching investors saying how they've gone three months without salaries, I'm like, oh, gosh, well we went two and a half years without salaries with a very senior team of guys that could be making terrific salaries elsewhere, but we're proving to our investors we're putting our skin in the game first right. before we're asking them to put money in. And quite frankly, we don't want to ask them to put money in unless we know that the technology issues can be resolved, the market issues can be resolved. It's not fun winding down a company. I've had to do that yeah. too. And earth-class mail was a new concept in that there wasn't really anyone doing what they were trying to do in terms of digitizing all your mail. And even now, there's only really a handful of companies that are really trying to compete with that. Here's a segment from the Startup Junkies pilot explaining earth-class mail. Ron and his crew, an all-star team of startup junkies, want to transform the way you get your mail. I mean, there's 5 million people alone that carry mail. Instead of your friendly neighborhood mailman delivering mail right to your door, these guys scan, sort, and deliver your mail electronically to wherever you are in the world. Frankly, three years ago, even we ourselves were like, are we kidding ourselves? Can we really do this? So today, we only have a 1,000 customers. We just started up, and all their mail is in that one room. But we're preparing for a million customers that's what all this steel racking is for. 600,000 cubic feet, a million and a half dollars worth of steel. This is gonna hold 50 million pieces of mail. Hi. That's one tall order to fill. And to do it, they need to raise plenty of dough at cutthroat investor forums like this. Most of the show is actually just about Ron raising capital. What makes Ron so special is not only is he an amazing promoter. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Good to see you. Thank you. He's also rocket scientist smart. You know that you will date a thousand investors for every ten that you get. This is a multi-billion dollar IPO play if they do it half right. We love our investors. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and it wouldn't be complete without the typical startup mishaps. We may have a problem. They said that our URL didn't switch over last night. We want an all-star team. This is my fifth company. You can't really find out until they're on a job whether they can handle running at this speed, building the jet engine in flight, which I like to say a lot. That's what we're doing. We were emailing each other 11.30 p.m. with site issues. The logo uh, didn't 3 work. 3.30 <laughs> How could that happen? Our press release went out already. <laughs> you know how when you're in a dark alley and you see a shadow and you think somebody's coming after you so your body goes into this fight or flight mode? Something as basic as that we can't do. Is, is it taking time for the DNS to propagate? Is that the issue that some there were some reports that they were seeing the old site? It takes a couple of days. Oh, wait, we don't have but, a couple of days. You know, there's mountains every day. There are spills every day. There's broken equipment. There's exhaustion. Please, 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 please. please. Yay! <laughs> Oh, false alarm. Oh, God. The press release went out at 6, and at 9.30, the site wasn't working yet. I mean, only in a startup would something like that happen, truly. But Earth Class Mail quickly realized how expensive it was to digitize all this paper, and when the recession hit, they weren't able to raise additional funding.
In 2009, just a year after being featured on the cable TV show, Ron Wiener stepped down as CEO and Earthclass Male named Sarah Carr as its new CEO. Sarah was previously the chief operating officer at the company, and prior to joining Earthclass Male, she was the president and CEO of Print Inc., which sold to Pitley Bowes in 2006 for a reported $47 million. And for a couple of years, there really wasn't much information about the company. Until 2013, when Jonathan Siegel, a longtime customer of Earthclass Male, who runs his own private equity fund, wrote in a fairly straightforward support request. I was looking at where I, I was going to store my mail. And these, you know, the internet and how we use files and storage is all a changing space. It's changed so much in the past even five years. And, and, and I, I realized all of a sudden I was storing things on Dropbox. But my mail would still be in Earth Class Mail. And so I was having someone at our company go into Earthclass Mail, download the mail just to re-upload it to Dropbox. And I thought, well, that's not very efficient. Why can't Earthclass Mail send the mail right into Dropbox? So I actually sent out a support request and I had asked them if this was a feature they would think about. And it was probably about three years ago. And at that time I got a nice response that they would consider it. Well, six months goes by, nine months goes by and I see no updates. So I reach out again. And um, and another person answered support and said, hey, um, do you think this is really something that is interesting? I said, yes. And I sort of gave all my reasons why other people might want it. And then that support response came back. And instead of saying nothing, they said, well, you know what? We're probably not going to do it. It's a great idea, but we're just not going to do it. And I, I just scratched my head because that was such a weird response from a business. Usually, if, if, if a business recognizes that your idea has merits, they want to do it. But it seemed like something else was actually going on. And I gleaned all of this from a support request. So from that fairly routine sounding support exchange, Jonathan Siegel set out to learn more about what was really happening behind the scenes at Earthclass Mail. That and more right after this quick break. After Jonathan Siegel wrote into Earthclass Mail in 2013, asking them to upload his files directly to Dropbox and being unsatisfied with their progress a year later, he reached out to his friend, Doug Breaker. I got involved in the fall of 2014. Um, I have a, a crazy friend, Jonathan Siegel, uh, who runs Xenon Ventures, uh, his own uh, little private equity fund. Um, so he has gotten into the business of uh, buying tech startups and just tech companies, and then investing a bunch into their growth um, and growing them into to bigger and better companies. So he had been an Earthclass Mail customer for many years, and he reached out to me and said, hey, Doug, can you help me look at this company? Uh, it's super interesting. I've been a customer forever. Um, I think we could do a lot with it. So uh, we looked at it, and uh, we had we discovered this, this company that was kind of in hibernation mode, um, but that had built this really, really useful product and useful service for small, medium businesses, for tech companies, for remote companies. And what they found was a company not only in hibernation, but on the brink of insolvency. Jonathan uses his longtime customer standing to learn more about the company and how they're going to continue to meet his needs. And through this process, he learns that the company is potentially on the market. Basically, the business had gone through it 
a change of CEO. There was a, a tremendous amount of funding. I want to say something like $20 million that had been raised. Um, some of it was in the form of a loan and the loan had grown. So um, externally, I, I was getting a lot of value from the company. So were thousands and thousands of other customers. But because of the way the financing was structured, the, the business sort of had a poison pill. And, um, and they had already realized that. And they, they were going through the early motions of getting the business into a position where it could uh, get recapitalized and move forward. Here's Doug again on why Earth Class Mail's financing was in such bad shape. What had happened to Earth Class Mail is they had raised something like $28 million. If uh, their main VC was Ignition uh, out of Seattle. Um, unfortunately, they had spent all of that $28 million in the first couple of years, uh, and we're still not close to, to breaking a profit. So the last chunk of that money was actually a, a loan um, at a really high interest rate, uh, which from the main VC, from Ignition, uh, which the company uh, wasn't able to pay. And that extremely expensive infrastructure that was supposed to process and store millions of pieces of mail? The interesting thing with uh, the initial launch and that uh, the, those big crazy machines is that uh, they didn't work. <laughs> They, they, those are like million dollar machines that, uh, you know, we're supposed to, to automate everything. Uh, the problem with physical mail is everything's a little bit different size and a little bit different shape. And for that machine to work, it actually had to, to go through all of the mail twice a day. Um, so every piece of mail. But the problem was you can only send a piece of mail through that thing about seven times before it would totally destroy the, the actual piece of mail. So in 2014, Jonathan brought in Lou Mormon, the former president of Rackspace, to partner with him to put an offer together for Earth Class Mail. It was um, 30 people, and it was doing you know, significant revenues. And, um, and it had all of this financing stuff, which is not my strength. I... I had very little background in finance. So what ultimately happened was I, I, I became a bit of a cog in a machine that was uh, moving forward. And uh, that machine is this thing called a um, you know, bankruptcy restructure. And I've never done one before. I was fascinated through the entire experience. Um, and it, it's, it was actually probably one of the, the most textbook uses of a bankruptcy. A bankruptcy is not a, sorry, there's many kinds of bankruptcies. And they have different numbers. And I think this was a chapter 11, which is a restructure. And the, the point of the bankruptcy is there's some good in this business, but in the current financing and capital structure, the business will never be viable. And it may even have to shutter because of this financing issue that it has. And the, the chapter 11 allows the company to work with a trustee, a representative from the government basically, that looks in the best interest of all the shareholders and says, hey, can we structure a new outcome that will be better than the outcome that the business is forecast for right now? And um, again, I, I was absolutely fascinated. I, I got to see this this machine work work itself through and the end result was you know a, a a business banker which is actually someone who helps businesses get sold 
um, was hired and they went out to the market, meaning other buyers like me, and uh, to look for who could be the potential new home. And uh, I don't have all the information for what they saw on the other side, but I do know I was the best offer. So in this case, bankruptcy presented an opportunity for Earth Class Mail to restructure while continuing to operate and reconfigure its debt payment in an attempt to get back on its feet. Bankruptcy courts get the final approval over the reorganization plans, as well as any major business decisions that take place during the bankruptcy, right? In this case, an acquisition, which is why they needed to approve Jonathan's offer for restructuring and acquisition. It culminated in me going into a courtroom in, um, in Portland and I sat in the courtroom and, and I, 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 I don't, I don't know if it's like a federal, um, courtroom or not, but it was, it felt very formal more than the small claims court I had to go for or the, the, whatever that was for my speeding ticket. Um, but uh, got to go in there and, you know, very somber and uh, I was wearing my suit. I got to dust that thing off and uh, the judge does some preamble and uh, there was maybe 15 minutes total from the time we entered the courtroom to the time we were out and um, everything was done. Uh, no objections from the trustee, no objections from the shareholder. Randomly, someone stood up and said, uh, actually, I have something to add. And they said, like, uh, for court reporters and trustees, we suggest that a $250 amount be paid to this like national association and no one, no, no one bothered. I guess it's like, I, I don't know, some, something about the bankruptcy system. These guys know when to like ask for money at the exact right time because no one objected. And I think $250 or something went to these guys. Um, I, I still don't know what for. Uh, and other than that, there was nothing unusual. Uh, and then I, the, the minute that courtroom was done, I, it was, it was the business transferred. It was a fascinating thing. And just like that, the company was transferred over to Jonathan Siegel and Xenon Partners. But what did Ron Wiener think about the deal? That coming up right after a quick break. So before the break, we learned that in 2014, Jonathan Siegel acquired Earth Class Mail through a bankruptcy filing. But that wasn't good news for everyone. When I sat down with Ron Wiener in 2016, I asked him about this deal. Sorry, I lost a million dollars of my own money on that one, and I, I try not to think about it very much. When I saw the uh, organized uh, bankruptcy after five years of profitability, I knew the VC was just getting getting it off their books and they did a, they got their money out and they screwed 140 angel investors and all the founders and employees. And it was, you know, standard playbook VC stuff. And, uh, it was, a, it was, it was, it was a close of a, of a 10 year long, uh, chapter. So, um, I, I really had not even paid attention to, to who's currently running the company or anything. Not a big surprise. I'm sure after being the public face for so long, especially filming an entire TV show about the rise of the company, these developments are hard to swallow. Yeah, and that was all he had to say about Earth Class Mail in the interview. There was a very clear no further questions after that. <laughs> but through this restructuring, there were still employees that were essential to operating the business. When we came out, we had a clean title to the, to the company. We actually hired every single employee back. Um, and then we had... Uh, we had gotten rid of the, that kind of suffocating debt. Uh, so it was a really interesting company to walk into because it kind of been in hibernation for a bunch of years. Um, but in the meantime, it built a really solid business with a product that provided a, a really valuable service that just needed some love. And then they set out to turn the company around. Kind of the, the first thing we did was 
rebrand the exterior website uh, to kind of reposition it from being everything to everybody uh, just to be really, really focused on uh, kind of the business side of things, small, medium business, you know, tech companies, remote companies. Uh, and we did that. And then slowly we invested in marketing, getting the word out. Um, we brought on a, a really great head of marketing. Um, uh, and then since then, we've been kind of pouring every extra dollar that we make back into marketing, into sales, into the product itself, into the tech um, to, to really build out, take the, the product from useful to, to amazing. And by no means are we anywhere close to that yet, but you know that's kind of the vision that we're after. And that giant broken mail sorting infrastructure? So what we have today, or we kind of built over the last you know, bunch of years, is uh, a combination of a, of a manual system uh, with uh, uh, kind of stock scanners and then a whole bunch of software that we built on top of it. So it's really, really good at kind of adapting to the different sizes and shapes and, uh, in a, of mail and uh, does a really good job of, of co- kind of combining a little bit of human ingenuity with a lot of uh, automation as well. Then in 2016, the company was acquired by ScaleWorks, the San Antonio venture equity firm. Doug Breaker stayed on to help with the transition until in 2018 when they appointed a new CEO in Jess Garza, who has a rich history in sales to continue the company's upward trajectory. And today, Earthglass Mail is now 16 years old. It's reporting over 25,000 paying customers, and the product, it's looking better than ever. Yeah, I mean, maybe they were just a little ahead of their time. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, now that they're past those awkward teenage years, the, the company, they appear to be thriving. I have to say, this is definitely a journey. I mean, from bankruptcy <laughs> to sustainability. Absolutely. Um, so next week, we're going to bring you another product journey right here every Thursday on rocketship.fm. Thanks so much for listening to rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM now has a premium ad-free feed. All you have to do is go to glow.fm forward slash rocketship and subscribe. It helps support the show and it gives you an ad-free experience. You actually get an exclusive feed that you can listen to on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, and Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective, which is a community for software product people. Product Collective is also the home of industry, the product conference, industry virtual workshops, and one of the largest Slack groups for product people anywhere. And we're also on the Podglomerate Network, so a huge thanks to Podglomerate. You can listen to all the Podglomerate shows at thepodglomerate.com. We'll see you here next week on rocketship.fm.